0: Okay, so as a full-time journalist, I am really excited to hear your opinions on today's film.
1: And I have a lot of thoughts. What started off as a promising investigative journalism story devolved into a cliche-ridden, anger-inducing plot that tried to use innovating filmmaking techniques, but it ended up just being really gratuitous by the end. But before I really lay into this movie, let's introduce ourselves first. She's Tuesday. I'm Kaylee, and this is Whiskey and Popcorn.
0: Okay, so today's movie profile. Is actually inspired by a 2015 non-fiction bestseller called In the Skin of a Jihadist. And it was done by a French journalist, and she actually now goes by a pseudoname, not her birth name, and she has round-the-clock police protection because of this, this
1: reporting in the book. And the film itself, that based off that book, Profile, was actually completed in 2018. And it was released at the Berlin International Film Festival. It received the Audience Award there. And now it's been picked up by Focus Features. So it's finally going to be getting a wider release uh, here in the U.S. To get into what it's actually about, it follows an undercover British journalist in her quest to bait and expose an ISIS recruiter through social media while not trying to be sucked in by her recruiter and lured into becoming a militant extremist herself, the thriller is co-led by Valine Kane, who actually was in Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and Shazad Latif. Uh, he was in Star Trek: Discovery, so already we got a clash here. <laughs> Easy to use. Do you like guns? I'll give you plenty, starting with this lovely Kalashnikov. Kalash. 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 Ne, ne. Kov, Kalash. Nekof. Kalash. Kov. When are you going to come to Alsham? Lou! Amy, Amy, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm running out
0: of this space. Just give me a minute. Just hang on. Quick. Lou, how, how do I respond to a serious question? Okay, look. You can't travel alone as a respectable woman. So, you should say that you need to be accompanied by a man. Uh, someone like you, Amy, you're doing just mm-hmm. great, but you need to get to the topic and figure out how they recruit the girls. Okay. You need to wrap up this investigation as soon as possible
1: for your own safety.
0: Yeah, look, Amy, you just got to be careful that the risk to blow cover is huge. They've got a giant IT okay. department, they've got some powerful hackers okay. all over the world. Okay, he's sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, he's calling. Can you stay there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. The hijab, it's fine? It's fine. Just cover your ear a bit. That's fine.
1: Yeah, that's good. So as we said earlier, the movie was inspired by a real life uh, journalist, a French journalist though, not a British one. And her pseudonym for now is Anna Erel, part pardon me, my French is rusty. And it's such an interesting gutsy story for any journalist. The fact that it's even loosely based on what she experienced is amazing to create basically a fake profile on Facebook and to try and get in touch with one of the recruiters so she can experience what the recruitment process is like and expose it. Cause during this time. So if you think about like 2014, 2015, all the, even 2016, a bunch of young girls were being attracted over to Syria to join the fight. And I read an article with Anna, uh, and she says that, you know, these girls, they were being lured away from, you know, by thoughts of getting either a good marriage or... Um, you know, they, they were attracted to the possibility of fame, of becoming someone, of becoming like a rich wife and being able to do whatever they want, she says. And there was also a bunch of them who were just super naive. But as I understand it, she really exposed the network and the sophistication of the recruitment tactics, which is really swarmy and gross and just made my skin crawl, Okay, so the entire
0: movie is filmed in what's now being called a screen life format, and that's where they do all the filming with technology. So like a f- like via a phone, computer screens, CCTV. So you're really only seeing people kind of as a mirrored image if they're on, let's say, Zoom on a computer screen. And if you saw the film Searching with John Cho and Deborah Messing like a year or so ago, it's that kind of vibe. So with the pandemic, we kind of saw this huge surge in the screen life format. And personally, I think it's actually why Profile finally got picked up. Uh, Our director, Tim Bekmavatov, of course, I butchered that. So he's actually signed on to do another five screen life features, and they'll be in different genres. So this concept
1: isn't really going away. And that type of filming format really works for this story of Profile. I had
0: so many high hopes for this film, mainly because I absolutely love screen life. Uh, Searching was amazing, and just brilliantly done, and not only is this you know about a, a female journalist, which already peaks both of our ears, right? You know we get super excited, and then it ends up being very maleized in nature. <laughs> I'm gonna use I'm gonna say that's a word. So she ends up all about the male gaze. Yeah. So it, she's kind of an idiot and it really drives me nuts because when i was reading interviews that she did and watching interviews that she did um throughout the last you know 3 or 4 years she she is very firm in her stance and a very professional journalist she never felt any kind of way about the man that she was following she never felt bad for him Uh, She never related to him in any way. And this film kind of dramatizes her as being a a meek, uh, weak female who starts to have feelings. And that just drives me nuts because this journalist said, Anytime I kind of started to feel bad for him, I remembered that he's murdered and killed children and innocent people. And it immediately turned me off to like any feeling I could ever imagine having for this guy and instead this story just you know like characterizing a journalist a female journalist as weak and can't handle the story will just always grind my gears
1: oh I I and I was livid about this like it started off promising. She had that kind of tough journalistic outlook, skeptical. But the fact that she was being lured in by him was like, "Are we really doing this? Are we past this yet?" And I mean, this is this has been an ongoing issue with Hollywood in general. Like we we could pick really any thread we want, but the way that Hollywood, I'm going to say, it, male directors depict female journalists is just off-putting and sometimes disgusting i mean here's some several famous ones who are not outright terrible per se but you know lois lane from superman uh hildy johnson from his girl friday which i do love that movie and you know more recently you have like the zoe barnes character in the house of cards and one thing all of these women have in common is that they fall in love with the hero or anti-hero and Sometimes it's to the detriment of their careers and other times it just leads to this freaking damsel in distress scenario. Like, okay, woman, you have your career, but you still need to be taken care of. I still need to rescue you from falling off the building. Like in Superman or in his girl Friday. It's like, you know, we're still going to get married and you're going to be my wife and, you know, cook my dinners, clean my house and raise my children. And it's just like, We, we are so past that. And I hate it how it's always like the, the female journalist, her weakness is falling in love. And I'm like, A, falling in love should not be a weakness. And B, falling in love should not affect your professionalism. Like you don't get that with male journalists. And it, I want to pull my hair out because that's what happened here. And I'm like, what are you doing, director? Why did you do that? Because this is not at all like the actual journalist. As you said, Tuesday, she was completely disgusted by him. I just, as you can tell, I'm really pissed off about it. Well, and what's annoying is in the
0: last five years, we have had some absolutely incredible portrayals of female journalists let's talk about Marie Colvin by Rosamund Pike in A Private War Meryl Streep in The Post these are strong intelligent badass women we know that these stories can be done and they can be done incredibly well sure some people are going to be like oh she ends up being very shrewd or like because that's the words that male reviewers say right like no woman mm. would actually act like this in the workplace or you know things like that and i'm like no they can and they do and there shouldn't be any difference between a male journalist and a female journalist when you're telling a story and unfortunately we're still there and that's what's yeah. it's really detrimental to people like you who are working full time as journalists where you're seeing these weak portrayals of
1: female journalists and it's just like it doesn't do anything for the story either. I immediately, well, you were there with me, You we were both like yelling at the screen. But it's like, I'm losing interest in the actual plot. Once she starts falling in love with him, it becomes weak. It becomes a bit unhinged and infuriating. <laughs> Um, and I just I can't sit and I, I think about my favorite journalist movie, A Private War, which was completely snubbed by all award ceremonies and uh, even like the broad, broader public. But that's a whole nother issue. Um, that movie is phenomenal. If you want to see a great investigative journalism movie, the Marie Colvin story in A Private War is great. And Rosamund Pike really did embody her. Uh, it's even better than the post. Uh sorry, Barrow Street. It's true. I <laughs> um, mean that that film oh was God. that film was one of our
0: both of our favorites that year. It mm-hmm. was just and we were like, "Oh my gosh, please get picked up. Like someone see how incredibly amazing this is." And it just got skirted under the rug. So, you know, when we think about it and we think about this director, you know, maybe he's seen those things happen and Um, And that's unfortunate because that could be a deciding factor in the direction he
1: goes for his films. Um, Well, I mean, with The Private War, it was the studio's fault that it fell to pieces. Oh! They, They did no promotion of that film at all. And this has happened to multiple films that they've put out, so I don't think anybody wants to work with that film studio anymore. But yeah. They basically, you know, just threw it in the trash can, essentially, as far as, you know, doing their job as the film studio.
0: Yeah, um, that's super interesting because I didn't know that. Uh, Lastly, I really wanted to touch on the journalistic integrity of this film and the fact that you and I would never do some of the things that she thought about or did.
1: Oh, absolutely. In this film where
0: because we're watching a computer screen, we see her type things and then go, I'm an idiot and delete it. And there are times where she contemplates giving him giving him her real name. And um, in she even at one point travels to another country for him. And I'm and I'm just like, no, like the one thing that drove me nuts was she had a full time tech support person assigned to her all the time. And he at the beginning was really helpful in helping her set up the computer like on the backside to Mm -hmm. make sure that she was successful in her endeavors. But then she starts ignoring his phone calls, dropping his phone calls, um, keeping secret recordings and not pushing it to the editor, just things that you don't do you always have backup you always have recorded proof and when she started doing those things i was like oh she's an idiot like no
1: one would ever do this i absolutely hate it and then like no proper journalist, undercover anybody spy whatever would do this cheating significant other but like she screwed up and like messaged him from her personal phone instead of her burner phone i'm like What are you doing? And then, like, flashing her plane tickets, which actually had her real name on it, which is when everything fell apart, I just, yes, there's so much journalistic integrity lines that were broken. She basically gave journalists a bad face. Yeah. Uh, And I feel bad for the actual French journalists that, you know, inspired this film because, you know, heaven forbid she actually sees it and is like, that is not who I am. Don't think of me as somebody falling in love with a terrorist, because she didn't.
0: Oh, the second this came out at the Berlin Film Festival, if she was there, I would have wrote an immediate op-ed about, this is extremely loosely based. Please read my book if you would like the actual accounts of what happened. Like, I would be livid. Absolutely mm. livid. And I don't think at least I can't imagine she had any rights to what happened with the film once she signed on that her book could be reimagined as a film. I just can't. Yeah. I can't imagine she had any say in anything.
1: Yeah, I'm just imagining how this film would have been done had it, you know, been directed by a woman. Um, and I like. I love the screen life format. Like that is a fascinating way to tell a story. Um, I'm a bit hesitant about it being more mainstream because you got to use it right. So like searching was fantastic for it. And this story of, you know, it's all online communication. It worked, but, you know, I, I would worry about people just kind of blindly paint over their story. Like, let's tell it through computer screens. I'm like, it has to be the right story. I absolutely agree. This can definitely be
0: used in the wrong way or just a a a quick fix to a budgeting issue um Mm. things like that and i don't want it to be i really hope it doesn't go down that direction because yeah like the blair witch project direction where like all of a sudden
1: everybody was doing the handheld camera thing
0: right and i was literally seasick for like eight years i mean it's just it it doesn't need to be done <laughs> in every situation, but the way that this director has been doing it, I really like. And it's it's that feel of, you know, when you're looking over someone's shoulder and they're on the computer, that's exactly what screen life feels like. And mm-hmm. it absolutely can be properly done. I do like it a bit more where it was with searching, where we actually switched.
1: You know, we'd mm-hmm. be on the
0: computer with... John Cho's character, and then we would move to his phone. So the technologies
1: changed. I kind of like that. Yeah, or the security cameras, or dashboard cam, da- dashboard cams, or whatever. Yeah, I like that too. But
0: in the midst of the pandemic, it was just such an amazing alternative to still getting mm-hmm. content out. So I feel I think we'll see a surge post pandemic of some of this going on. And as I said, the director signed on to five more.
1: Yeah. I just hope it's not abused. Well, you know, it would be if it's told right and I don't know that I want this director to tell the story. But, you know, our zoom life, you know, a uh, <laughs> 2020 movie and like who knows how quickly one of those will come. You know, I always think about these things. It's like how how much time needs to pass before, you know, we could t- put a thing in film whether it's 9/11, World War 2, When are we going to start romanticizing our year in court? Right, (laughs) It's going to happen. Because you know it's going to happen. I'm not going to lie. I think, you know, we've been
0: doing this for four years, maybe, um, with you and I at the helm. I know you did plenty of years before me. I think for the first time in over four years, I am so angry at a film, I don't want (laughs) to (laughs) drink. Like I don't even think I can pair a drink with this film because I don't even want you to see
1: it. It's that bad. So that's a major stamp down from Tuesday. Oh my gosh. Well, I was thinking more along the lines. I'm pissed too, but I want to pour one out for the actual journalist, the French journalist, Anna, and for all the women who were duped by terrorists, manipulative boyfriends, significant others. And so for me, going to my old standby, a nice glass of whiskey, uh, Kinsale Irish whiskey for me. Mm. And I pour what out for all of them, but yeah, I, <laughs> would I recommend this film? No, I would recommend searching, search for searching that came out in 2018 as well, but actually came out out, and then you can experience the screen life effect through that film. But I would not recommend Profile, um, it unless you want to be pissed off for like an hour and forty five minutes. <laughs>
0: No, I completely agree. All right. Well, if you want the latest in movie news, follow us on Facebook. If you want the day-to-day trailers and awesome, cool stuff, follow us on Instagram. And for all
1: live events, we live tweet via our Twitter. And make sure you bookmark our website, whiskeyandpopcorn.org. And for Tuesday, I'm Kaylee. Thanks so much for partaking of whiskey and popcorn.